Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. This is the Stronger Way to Eat, Move, and Live. My name is Alicia and I am the host of this show. Here we are all about empowering women to make an impact using food, movement, and mindset coaching, taking that non-diet approach. Today I want to talk to you about the sneaky diet mentality. So I honestly had no idea that I was dieting or really even operating from a dieter's mindset until a couple years ago. If you would have asked me if I was still dieting, it would have been an absolute heck no. I watched what I ate. I worked out six days a week. Intentionally, I was kind of always controlling my portions and aimed for a specific calorie count of between 1,500 and 1,600 calories a day. I mentally tracked my macros and how many carbs I had, watched the sweets, watched the drinks, did all of those things. Now, when you look out at the health and fitness landscape, all of those previous behaviors around food and exercise and my body seemed 100% normal. Heck, it probably even seems healthy, right? To be weighing ourselves, to be, you know, always kind of measuring and taking those pro progress photos and things like that. And not to throw shade on anybody's personal journey, not to throw shade on people trying to better themselves. I just want to expose the diet mentality that is likely fueling these things and get it to where we're, we're not listening to these lies about what we need to be doing or how we need to be looking in order to really be improving ourselves or making an impact. The one thing I feel like we have to come back to time and time again is what are the motives driving these behaviors? What's the intention? What's the heart behind this? So full disclosure, I don't really believe that a lot of the stuff that we see happening in the health and fitness industry is all that healthy. And I certainly don't believe that it's what you need to be doing to be healthy. Of course, I'm not saying it's bad to be mindful of what we're eating. I'm not against health or being healthy. I just think that we need to start redefining what it is to be healthy, what it is to be well. It's not simply just not being sick or avoiding death and disease because the reality is, unfortunately, we're all dying at some point, right? I want us to start looking at what it is to be healthy, what it is to be well from the holistic, you know, looking at the whole person. So that's mental, that's emotional, that's physical, that's spiritual, that's relational, and that's social health. So how do you feel that you are connected to other people? What's your relationship status like? What's your emotional health like? Your mental health? And if the things that you are doing to reach sort of this physical health or wellness is impeding on those other areas, then I would argue it's really not all that healthy. And at the end of the day, I think we should be focusing more on thriving instead of just simply trying to avoid you know, getting sick or something like that. So without any further ado, I actually wanted to share with you part of a course that I put together um, in the Mindful Eating Project. This is actually taken right out of there, and it's all about rejecting the diet mentality. So I think it's important to note that statistically speaking, for about four out of five women are in some way unhappy with how they look or they're unhappy with their body in some way. We've kind of started to normalize this notion that we always need to be trying to fix ourselves. And, you know, that right there is a huge toll on our mental and our emotional health. Keep in mind that there are two kinds of dieting. So one is simply a noun. It's just a way or a style of eating. 
Two, it's more of a verb, right? So it's like the dieting, like the flexible dieting or keto dieting or things like that. So that's where you are intentionally restricting or monitoring what you eat with the intention of losing weight or to appear quote unquote healthy. So this is things like following different food rules. With that in mind, I want you to think about how you are currently defining success when it comes to your fitness, health, your body, your eating. So for a lot of people that is, you know, if I'm this size, if I'm this percent body fat, if I'm this weight, if I'm, you know, whatever, it, it seems like it always kind of boils down in some way to what we look like. And then, you know, maybe there's some other things kind of mixed into that. So is it sort of based on how well your actions are helping you achieve a weight loss goal or a goal to fix your body? Because if so, then that's going to be presenting a little bit more of a challenge if you are going to reject the diet mentality. So if you have decided that you no longer want to diet, you no longer want to be slave to always thinking about what you're eating or how much you weigh or things like that. If you're always kind of judging your success in this area based in some way on what your body looks like, it's going to be kind of challenging at least in the beginning to really reject the diet mentality and dieting in general. So we have to start kind of looking at what are some of the fears and our thoughts around food? What are, because if you think about it, our fears really drive a lot of our behavior. We want to avoid, you know, what we think is going to hurt us, or we want to avoid what we think is going to kind of push us outside of the herd, so to speak, if we're really thinking about, you know, back in the old days when we were all kind of in these tribes, you wanted to fit in, you wanted to be a part because you didn't want to be pushed out. So here are some common fears that really come up for people when they start looking at ditching the diet mindset and, you know, abandoning the food rules and things like that. I won't stop eating if I don't actively try to control how much I eat or if I'm not trying to restrict food in some way. I was totally there. I was afraid and absolutely freaked out that if I gave myself permission to eat whatever I wanted and however much, I just wouldn't stop eating. I'm here to tell you that that's not true. Uh, I've shared before about the honeymoon phase and basically, you know, that's just kind of as that period where once you're no longer restricting food in any way, um, you, you are likely to probably eat a little bit more than what's necessary or than, than what your body needs, but that period or that phase will not last forever. Um, another fear that comes up for people is I don't, I wouldn't know what to eat or how to eat if I'm not following some sort of diet or meal plan from somebody else, right? So there's so much different information out there. And oftentimes it's conflicting about, you know, certain times that we're supposed to eat or certain foods that we should eat, other foods that we should avoid, or these eating windows, you know, all these different things out there, they oftentimes kind of conflict with one another. And so it can be really confusing, but we, we just think like, oh, if I'm not following these rules, if I'm not following these guidelines from somebody else, I just wouldn't know what to eat or I wouldn't know how often to eat. I'm here to tell you that that is also not true, that as you become a little bit more in tune with your body and you start to pick up on those subtle cues, you will know exactly what to eat. You'll know when to eat and you'll know how much to eat. But again, just keeping in mind, that's a practice. Another fear that comes up oftentimes is I won't be able to trust myself around food if I have 
full permission to eat. I'll be totally out of control. So this one kind of goes in line with that first fear that I shared, um, but it really is just that idea. So for example, for myself, it used to be potato chips. I would intentionally just not buy potato chips because I knew that if I started eating them, I wouldn't be able to stop. It was definitely one of those foods that didn't feel very safe for me. I didn't feel like I could trust myself around it. And so it was a really interesting experience to start buying potato chips without having any sort of rules or restriction around it. And in the beginning, you know, I definitely would say that I probably ate them more and more and more frequently. But now I'm at the point where we can buy a bag of potato chips and I actually just kind of forget that they're here. Like I don't even really think about it. Um, I certainly don't overeat them and it's just kind of like they're just not even here. So I just want to share that with you as encouragement that no matter what food it is for you or how intense you feel like you would have to eat it, that eventually that novelty will wear off. And, you know, so it is a valid fear. I'm definitely going to say that, but, um, just know that you will be able to learn to trust yourself around different foods when you have full permission to eat it. As long as you're restricting, as long as you're trying to control it, um, then no, I don't think you will be able to trust yourself around food. But as you start to kind of play with those foods that feel a little bit dangerous, you'll start to learn how to eat it in a way that really honors you, that honors your goals, um, and that feels right for you and your body. So I want you to keep in mind that there are two different kinds of control. So I think one kind of control, it sort of is this ex external force of control. It's the trying to follow the rules. It's trying to follow the meal plan. It's trying to, you know, stay on the wagon or stick with it. And to me, that's kind of that icky kind of control. Uh, when I think about this kind of control, I think about willpower, powering through, controlling it. Um, it's just kind of as that like, Ooh, I'm just, you know, I'm trying so hard to control this, to hold on to this things. And I know that when I am making decisions from that place, it feels disempowering. It feels like I'm going to fail. It feels really stressful, really uptight. Uh, whereas if we think about kind of shifting to more of self-control, to me, this is a, a, a kind of control that really is actually control. I think that first kind is a false sense of control around food. Um, and it's kind of that, you know, being controlled. Whereas when we shift to self-control, that's more of an internal control. That's deliberate. It's self-aware. It's intentional. It's mindful. It's really keeping in, in mind your vision for yourself and the goals that you have for yourself. Um, while kind of holding on to the decisions that you have to make for yourself in that moment. Some other sneaky diety thoughts and behaviors that you may not have even been aware are kind of rooted in that diet mindset is meticulously or even more subtly keeping count of macros, of points, of portions, of calories. So any kind of, I like to call this um, food math, is a dieting behavior. Only giving yourself permission or the allowance to eat um, safe foods. So, you know, maybe that's like the low fat or that's the sugar free or that's the, you know, calorie, like the 100 calorie snack packs or, um, you know, just these different dieting foods or foods that you feel like you're totally in control around. 
Um, if you're only allowing yourself to eat at certain times of the day, that is rooted in kind of that diety behavior, right? We've all probably heard that, you know, carbs will make us fat, but they will especially make you fat if you eat them after six o'clock at night. Um, the idea that we have to pay for overeating or overindulging with extra exercise, that's actually exercise bulimia, um, restricting food the next day or at the next meal. So, um, you know, one thing that I used to do around Thanksgiving, especially is it was like, okay, I knew that I was going to intentionally overeat, like stuff myself at Thanksgiving. So I would maybe not really eat the day of or like leading up to that meal or, you know, how many times have we gone to a special event and we're like, oh my gosh, I want to look hot in this outfit. So we don't really eat anything, you know, that day so that we feel a little bit better or, or something like that. Um, cutting back on food for vacations, special events. That's what I just talked about um, with the hopes of losing weight. So, you know, we've all probably thought about, oh my gosh, I'm going on this vacation. I want to look good in the bikini. So we really restrict our food. We up the exercise leading up to it. And then oftentimes what happens at the vacation or on the vacation is that we kind of go off the rails with sort of that, that vacation mentality of like, Oh, YOLO, just drink, eat, be merry, do all the things. And then we feel crappy about ourselves when we get home. And so we kind of get ourselves back on that diet wagon, right? Um, you might find yourself pacifying your hunger um, with these diet tricks of like drinking water or eating celery or other veggie sticks or having caffeine or something like that. So it's important to understand that hunger isn't bad. Cravings are not bad. Hunger is simply your body's biological way of telling you that it needs some food. So why on earth would we want to try to silence our body's cue that we're hungry, right? Um, and certainly like if you're hungry, feed yourself. Don't be, you know, trying to stave it off or suppress your appetite or anything like that. But we really have to kind of move away from this idea that hunger is a bad thing. Um, some other diet minded thoughts is just kind of following that new fad diet under the false guise of health. So oftentimes keep in mind that health is described simply as weight loss. We're not really looking at a whole lot of other things, you know, when it comes to what health is. A lot of times it really is just rooted in losing weight. That's the idea of health. Um, or we tend to tie our value and our morality to the way that we're eating. So a big one in this area is this idea of clean eating, right? Clean eating versus dirty eating. Or we look at people that are doing paleo or keto or vegan or something like that, and we kind of hold them to this higher level of morality. Uh, again, you guys have probably heard me talking about that with this whole idea of discipline. It's like we hold this idea that the more disciplined you are, you're somehow like a better human or a better person. But the reality is, is that you never know that person that you might be looking at as super disciplined. You don't know the internal struggles that they are going through. So I want to point out though, that of course, like some diets, so AKA styles of eating can certainly provide health benefits. Uh, I would say it just more comes down to, again, your heart behind it and the motives, um, you know, definitely just kind of looking at, okay, what are my overall goals and looking at health from a deeper perspective than just your weight or just your size or just inches or how your body has physically changed. You want to pull hormone panels. You want to look at 
you know, your blood, your blood panels and how does that all look? How does your life look as a whole? Um, making food choices based on what we've eaten earlier in the day or the week. So again, this kind of goes back to that trying to make up for it. Um, listen, your body is incredibly intelligent and it's going to do that anyway through its own, through metabolism, through the hunger and fullness feeling, right? So for example, like if you eat a huge brunch or a huge breakfast and it's got a ton of calories or something like that, your body is probably not going to be signaling you to eat again for a while because it has had plenty of fuel to last, right? So you don't have to be doing that on your own. You can really trust your body to kind of guide you and lead you. But I know it's scary at first. Um, you might be finding that you are good, quote unquote, during the week, but yet you go wild on the weekends or, you know, you give yourself that one cheat day and then it's always this kind of with that start again on Monday mentality. We just covered a ton. There's so many thoughts. There's so many sneaky diet mindsets out there. Um, definitely go back through and give those a listen. Um, or maybe as I was talking, some of those kind of perked your ears and you're like, oh my gosh, I do this and I had no idea. Again, no judgment, never any judgment here. I just want to be pointing these things out to you so that you can become a little bit more aware of how these things are either hurting you or they're helping you. I mean, some of those things might be truly helpful, but you just have to ask yourself at the end of the day, what's the trade-off, right? For keeping track of these things or having this relationship with food or with your body, what are you trading off? What are you giving up to you know, to kind of stay in sort of this broken place. If you are ready to break up with the tradition of dieting and reject the diet mentality, I want you to head on over to aliciacarlson.com. I have a special treat for you there. You can get started on your very own intuitive and mindful eating journey with me for less than a dollar a day. That is crazy. I hope that you will take advantage of that. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I would love for you to leave me a review and subscribe if this helped you in any way. And if you want to hang out with me on social, check the show notes for the links there. And you can find me mostly on Instagram and Facebook. Um, again, we did cover a lot. So if you're overwhelmed, just go back through, give this a listen. Don't judge yourself. Don't beat yourself up. This is all just about learning and discovering and kind of figuring out, okay, what works for me and what isn't working for me and the things that are not working, they have to go because you, my dear, are made to make an impact. You were made for something more than your body, for something more than being, you know, super healthy or looking a certain way. And really and truly, you are only ever going to reach that if we can move out of the diet mentality and really create a healthy, a truly healthy and sustainable relationship with food, with fitness, and with our bodies. So thanks so much for spending your time with me. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you again very soon.